Well, Rachel. <laughs> wow, just step on my intro there by cracking your knucks. Gross. Are we recording? Not even gonna say it now. Are we, have we been recording? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's Wednesday night, and we are here in Rachel's apartment, which means it's Starformers night. Welcome to Rebels and Robots, episode 38, with Cameron and... Rachel. Uh, this is our weekly chat about Star Wars and... Transformers. Uh, today, we'll be talking about the season finale. Cameron, my headphones aren't plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, this is weirdly quiet this week. Yeah, I'm like, oh, 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 gosh. Rachel needs me to do everything for her, I suppose. <laughs> I'm I'm the tech guy. It's my job. Tech. Oh, I do, oh the tech guy. <laughs> I do tech. Athena edits. What do you do, Rachel? You do the news. <laughs> That's your job. Mm. And you provide the apartment. <laughs> I provide the editor too. That's true. <laughs> yes, your child. As you were said, you're going to lie about earlier, but that's a different topic. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about the season finale of Ahsoka, season Ahsoka. one. Uh, part eight is, is the particular episode, the Jedi, the witch and the wardrobe warlord. <laughs> I went too far into what it sounds like. Uh, but before we talk about this week's episode, as always, we talk about recent thoughts and news and whatever we've, uh, happened to us in the last week related to Star Wars and Transformers. Rachel, what do you got this week? Oh gosh. Okay. I got a lot. <laughs> we sat down to watch an episode of Transformers G1 tonight and she just went Cameron and she held her phone up to me and started scrolling through her note <laughs> and it took her a while to get it through took it. That second. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, we'll talk about this more, but uh, yesterday's episode will have been, is Ray Stevenson's last performance. Presumably. Yeah. Presumably. Yes. Unless they sneak out a season two that they've already filmed yeah but i don't think that'll be the case because a season two hasn't been even greenlit yet so, so last no performance in anything or just star wars i think it might be anything i, I would not be surprised well he died I mean, on the set or at least oh, like, in the Italian midst of shooting. movie now whether that movie will get released i would imagine they'll probably finish it but um yeah also uh, uh, did you have anything else on top of that because there was another anniversary of yesterday as far as i saw Ooh, I got you got that I, okay I'll I got you, okay I'll so first of all i have some other vague some important news um sabine's loath cat has a name oh his name is merly merly <laughs> um, a lovely cat and name. yesterday they were like uh star wars tiktok was live streaming like a, a looped video of merly sleeping very adorable um the galactic star cruiser officially closed on september 29th Wow, they, they announced that a while ago. Mm -hmm. It took them a while to get mm -hmm. to that. I think they were finishing out some reservations. Yeah. And a decent amount. <clears throat> I got too much news. And I barely even talked. Um, so, I actually have, I have quite a bit. Um, so, as we know, in episode seven of Ahsoka, we got a C-3PO appearance. And that is um, <clears throat> played by his original actor. And this marks... Uh, Daniels's twelfth appearance as C three PO, which is in across projects. So you've got nine movies. There's eleven movies total, and he's not in Solo or I. Uh, well, he's in Rogue One. Mm -hmm. 
So I guess he's in 10 out of 11 movies? And I'm getting my other, uh, well, Ahsoka and then Rebels. Okay, so like for... mainline stuff, live action. It's, for his, it's his, that's probably the live action, because he's done a ton of voice work. Because he did, like, pretty much anything that includes and... C-3PO, he's, it's almost always him. I believe. Uh, let me double check. Because I mean, he did like there was the rebels, the the droids Anthony cartoon Daniels, in the eighties. Um, <laughs> he's done like various stuff, so I, I'm I'm interested in what's being considered in appearances in that. I do believe it might be live action. I can't. I don't know what happened with my phone. Ten out of eleven movies. Um, that's pretty crazy. But Daniels is the only one to be in um, all nine films. He's also in the two thousand eight Clone Wars film. Um, and various so related is, television series. Now, when they say in, is, is Kenny Baker, the the little person who's R2-D2, is he not in all night? He may have died, actually, before I'm, they made I'm pretty sure he. I'm pretty sure he died. Yeah. Like, so did he die before they made night? When did, he, when did he die? I thought he died quite a bit ago. Oh, yeah, he died in 2016. So he probably... Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense that he was not... So he was in... They were the only two who were in the original six, but Anthony Daniels is the only one who's on all nine of yes. the, the Skywalker saga, as it's now called. Let me see if he's if Star Wars Council has the list. Because um, I, I was dumb and took a screenshot, and I was like, surely Cameron's not going to ask me things he'll know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, surely Cameron's yeah, the, gonna know. The last theatrically released movie period that Kenny Baker was involved with was episode three. Okay. Um, <clears throat> A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, Force Awakens, Star Wars Story, Last Jedi, Rise, Rise of Skywalker, Kenobi, and Ahsoka. So live action specifically. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But more than any other character. Yeah. That's like, very interesting. of the original set. Yeah, because even, like, all these, like, Lego Star Wars shorts, uh, well, just, actually, sorry, just the Summer Vacation one and the Holiday Special one. Okay, yeah, and, like, in the actual Dave video Filoni games. Dave probably just texts him. <laughs> you want to come on set? Ralph breaks yes. the internet. <laughs> like, does anything you see, th- you see c3po and that's hard to say and it's, it's, it's very likely to be him uh disney infinity little thing called star wars rebels very niche show yeah. for those of you that uh-huh. haven't watched it um, um he actually did something that wasn't star wars as a narrator that's nerd i wonder he played himself in a movie <laughs> yeah. nice anyways Anyways, what else you got? Um, so we can talk about the anniversary. So yesterday, October third, was a big anniversary day for Star Wars. Um, so, and first off, in two thousand eight, it marks the premiere of the Clone Wars series. Yep. In two thousand fourteen, it featured the premiere of Rebels. Um, as well, mm-hmm. and yesterday, the final episode of Ahsoka ended. So fifteen years of Ahsoka, really? Yeah, that's really cool. So, that was pretty. That was pretty cool. Okay, sorry. I'm trying to. Okay, I'm still thinking about Anthony. Davis. I'm reading an article here entitled "Transformers Makes Mark Wahlberg's Franchise Return Impossible." Good. It's some sort. <laughs> Good. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to. F- and that's a bad. Why is that written like it's junk. a bad? Thi- <laughs> 
Uh, I'm trying to skim through the junk here to see if there's a, uh... To actually find the answer here. Oh, because... Ah, <laughs> uh, it's only because there's a reference to actual Mark Wahlberg in... Good. Rise of the Beast. Good. That doesn't make it impossible. It does, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> Anyways. There's really so much Athena hair on these... On this <laughs> mic. Are you sure it's Athena hair or just hair? Um, I, f it, I know our editor. <laughs> um, well, I've got a few things here as well. I've got, I've, yeah, I've got, um, I got quite, quite a few things. So there, um, this was, I sent you an image this last week of there's a fun parallel from a few episodes back mm. of Ahsoka mm. of the, the way Anakin is revealed at the end of episode four. Yes of uh, part four of ahsoka and two episodes later when at the last second of the episode ezra is revealed very it is similar. an incredibly yes. similar shot structure yes i sent the the image to you and i said i can't believe we didn't catch this so obvious you said bro we got a case of the big dumb <laughs> so that was great <laughs> what other news you got um reese okay respawn are allegedly developing a star wars first person shooter game uh, led by Peter Hirschman, and so Pete, uh, Peter Hirschman has previously been directly involved in the development of Battlefront 2, 2005, nice. and The Force Unleashed. So, I mean, whether or not it happens, we've heard about Eclipse for, like, well over, for a long mm -hmm. time, so we don't know if that's actually going to be a thing, but, you know, it's exciting to think about. You know, it's good to have hope about various things. So Respawn is the company that made Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. As well as Titanfall, another very popular well, first-person yeah, shooter. Well, yeah. Well, it looks like they probably... EA is like the publisher. Yeah, the publisher. But it looks but like yeah, Respawn, Respawn is the actual like creators. And I, we talked last week that Respawn is working on... Because Cameron Monaghan confirmed. The third, uh, yeah, Jedi. Third game. Jedi. Whoa! <laughs> Not surprising whatsoever. Um, what else I got? I've got here uh, just a little tidbit that I did not realize. So I we do know, I think most people know at this point, if you know what Dave Filoni looks like, he's got a character Cowboy in Adam. Mandalorian... Um, trapper, tra tra trapper wolf. wolf. That's the bit I did not know that his name was Trapper, trapper wolf. wolf, and he has even has wolves on his yeah. X-wing pilot helmet. Ah, it's it, it's, and it's always something with this guy. You didn't know that. <laughs> it's just like you can buy a Black Series figure of him. Oh, can you really? That's I'm hilarious. Because you can also buy the George Lucas Stormtrooper one. That's great. Uh, just this guy's wolf uh, obsession has gone too far. The fact that he, he probably owns one. put himself in the show and you, gave you know himself what? the name you wolf. You know what? If I could put myself in a Star Wars show, I'd do it. I think he should have. Man just has like, the control that we all want. Uh, it just it was like one of those like forehead slap moments when I realized. Uh, what else you got? Um, so, a uh, callback to Visions, um, so, the Ardman uh, uh, animation, mm -hmm. famously known for the Wallace and Gromit, yep. um, I am your, this, you know, they're short from Visions Volume 2, I Am Your Mother, has won, um, Best Animation at the Venice TV Awards. Huh. So. That's interesting. I wonder if any of the other Star Wars Vision shorts were submitted to that, because as much as I, I like, know. I mean, I have... An intensely high degree of respect for stop motion but 
But if it ain't Isle of Dogs, there, Cameron don't want it. No, no, no. I I love big, mini big, stop kidding, motion movies. Kidding, 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 kidding. Uh, I just I would have chosen other, uh, a different short from Visions probably. But that stop motion is absolutely beautiful. Um, so props to them and and congratulations to them. They they probably need the money. <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe those uh, Wallace and Gromit residual checks keep coming in. Probably <laughs> a lot of merch sold. Uh, was, it's trending on TikTok right now, so they're probably getting something. That's great. Um, here's just another fun little parallel that I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it's a lot of fun. What the heck? It's so in this last episode, something we didn't know because it's a very small, brief moment. We mentioned that the little turtle guys, when they're fighting the raiders, they were just throwing stuff at them. Well, so that's good. not entirely true. There's one other thing they did. They used, well, at least one of them used a slingshot. Famously, that was Ezra's original weapon before, before he had a lightsaber. lightsaber. Was he had like this like plasma uh, slingshot like on his arm? And I'm not realizing it's pretty darn similar to, um. David and Goliath? No. Oh, uh, that's Omega's crossbow. Oh, from yeah. From Bad Batch is a very similar, like, the, 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 I oh, mean, I don't know the terminology. Uh, the, like, string that you pull back on a oh, bow. Yeah. The, is the bow string. Oh, yeah. There you go. I thought I had a more technical <laughs> term than that. The bow string is itself a laser and it releases a big bolt of laser in Bad Batch. And here, the, the, the strings on his, uh, Gosh, I've already forgotten what you it's mean called. Rebels on a slingshot, they're electrified. Slingshot, yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of an interesting parallel in those designs. Uh, what else you got, Rachel? A um, very important image that someone got from episode seven <laughs> on Twitter, and it was just really funny. Yes, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people have been memeing that image. It's just it's, uh, Ezra falling out of his little mobile home. No, and it's, it's him it's, getting thrown oh, against it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was falling just, out. It's of it. all blurred. It's. Mm, so yep, funny. good meme material that one. Um, we don't have to read this one, but because because I follow our Facebook page and because C- Cameron follows terrible Snoke theories daily, <laughs> I saw the worst thing my eyes have been graced with <laughs> the other day. I don't know what it is, but I'm excited. Oh, uh, I just want you to read it. <laughs> I think oh I yes, it, um, it is an image of Snoke and his Enoch. first first mate Enoch walking. <laughs> And their hands are suspiciously close to one another. And the, the caption just says, clearly they explored each other's bodies. Also, he's Snoke. <laughs> I'm blaming you <laughs> that that was suggested on I, my social media. There was another one that said... Oh, gosh. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> uh, there was another one that was the same photo and someone just posted when me and my bro stopped trying to deny the allegations or something like that. Ugh. Um so that's all, I, I got. that's all you got. Okay. Well, uh before we get into Ahsoka, we can also talk briefly about the episode of G1 that we just talked about, uh which was called what Rachel? Hoist goes Hollywood. <laughs> I think I think I think you mean moist. <laughs> Season 2 episode 38. Uh and by that, I mean there's a character in this episode who keeps calling Hoist moist, moist. and it is hilarious. <laughs> I think we may have just lost half our describer, subscribers by saying the word moist that many times in succession. Moist. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, anyways. Uh, yeah, it was 
shenanigans as always not as many egregious animation errors this time there the ones that were there were pretty funny but just zany shenanigans yeah um it's it's definitely not as fun as last the episode we watched last week but i got some good jokes it was it. it was it was fun did you, have, did you write anything down so basically the synopsis is that um the autobots get tangled up at some of them get cast in a hollywood movie as stunt doubles and while the movie is filming um i want to know who the director is supposed to represent i don't know if he's supposed to represent anyone i just need to know if it was intentional for anyone or not um and while the movie is filming, they accidentally film Decepticons. So then the conflict is that the Decepticons want to destroy the film of the weapon they're building. So the Autobots don't find out. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's a very 1980s uh, Dash Gordon. plot because they're trying to destroy physical film. <laughs> and I get the sense, though, that no one involved in the, the writing and or execution of this episode has ever been anywhere near an actual film set because <laughs> uh, it's all very cliche written and none of it makes much sense welcome to hollywood where the rules are made up and the i did i did not expect though that it would so they all these so one autobot gets hired to work on a film set and a bunch of other ones crash in also want to be part of the filmmaking process and they all want to be actual actors which i did not see coming which i think is very funny i i, I quite enjoyed that element of it um just that they and then they get the chance to act and they're terrible mm-hmm. also pretty good joke though uh, i do feel like they chose all of the characters with the most annoying voices oh yeah for they this because it's did. not it's they not did. megatron i'm uh, sorry it's not optimus prime it's not bumblebee it's not uh jazz it's a bunch of like the the c-tier characters with very annoying voices um so could have done without that i would say Yes, and, I agree. Um, it's always funny that the more comedic episodes really make the villains seem even dumber than they usually are. Because hey, do you know who we never saw again at the end of the episode? Starscream. <laughs> he got his voice box ripped off, and they left him. Man, that was brutal for a very comedic episode. That was harsh. Megatron, like, Meg, uh, Starscream screws up, as usual, and Megatron, like, smacks the crap out of him, and then... As usual. And then all of a sudden, and Starscream's, like, screaming, all of a sudden his voice starts getting messed up, and you just see Megatron ripping, like, something out of his chest. <laughs> and and like, we don't see dang, him again! Like, dang, dude, that's... Yeah, we don't see him again. I, it would be great if the show had continuity and the next time he showed up, he couldn't talk. I would I would love that. Oh, man. Anything else to say about the episode? It's crazy. It's it's, a, it's always a good time. Yeah, it was it, it always, was fun it's always, sure. it's always It was it, it always, um, always unexpected. Okay, so let's talk about the Ahsoka season Ahsoka. finale. Um, it, where do we pick up? I am, uh, I didn't take any notes. So. Karen! <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Uh, who? Ah. <laughs> so I didn't take notes for like the first f- for, um, okay. So I think we start off with, um, Thrawn's like, hey, we're about to go. And, um, normally you have it pulled up on Disney Plus. So normally I don't have to do this, but, um, <laughs> I'm bringing it up. 
So we see, um, basically, long story short, uh, Morgan Elizabeth is being rewarded in a way Mm -hmm. for her sacrifices in which she is made into what I'm guessing is a great mother or something of that sect. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. they do a weird little ritual and one of the great mothers puts her hands on her face and like burns into her skin the handprints yeah it looks like if someone just had ash on their hands they touched you in the face and it just stays there yeah just simba (laughs) (laughs) it's a bit silly looking if i'm being honest um and her eyes go all black and then what they do is they give her um a weapon they like tear open this space just nothingness it's like rips like like they manifest it it's like like <laughs> episode of spongebob where there's like a magic zipper that the uh, flying dutchman has is like floating in the air that's kind of what it's like but so anyways so they give her a blade called um the blade of talzin and that actually got my attention yeah you um, reacted while we were watching what is the significance of that name the last great mother we've seen, at least in Clone Wars, her name was Mother Talzin. Uh, so here's the thing. I don't know if that is like, if the blade of Talzin came first. She had she had a very, very, very similar blade in Clone Wars, Mother Talzin. And so I don't know if it was like named for her or maybe Tal- they were named after the same thing. Uh, the downside is that Mother Talzin dies in the Mace Windu and Jar Jar arc. That's hilarious. No, it's awful. (laughs) Sorry. Um, mm, That is that is one of that is one of the things that uh, I just can't I just can't forgive Clone Wars for how much time (laughs) they gave to. um, And the scene uh, ends. Oh, my bad. No, Jar Jar didn't kill her uh, they defeated her. Grievous actually kills her later. Sorry, that's my bad. Uh, But she gets her. It's. I don't, I can't <laughs> forgive the Clone Wars for how much time they give Jar Jar. I just, mm. so that was just interesting though, because I think that's the first mention of Mother Talzin that we've ever had in live action. So, uh-huh. Um, and that I ep- got the picture. Sorry. That, why is Mace Windu hunched over so much in that <laughs> shot? Struggling. It's weird. Um, the shot, the scene ends just with a shot straight on of, of Thrawn in He's just been peeping. He doesn't say anything. He's just watching the yeah, whole he's time. Like, hey. But then behind him, two two uh, X wing. Not sorry, not X wings. Tie fighters Tie take fighters. off. Which yes, we, they we send... briefly skipped over. Pretty much this. For me, this kind of further furthens my frustration with the episode of the ending of last week's episode, which is the there. I I listening back to last week's episode. Okay. So what I was supposed to do it for about. a character that was all orbital bombardment of an uh-huh. entire pop- populated city. He's very. <laughs> we last, need more time. Last week's episode, they withdraw. They have. They pretty much have. Sabine, Ahsoka, and and Ezra ready to kill them, and they retract. And I was okay with that, assuming that they are going to retreat with the assumption that they are just going to leave and not lose any more resources because they do have a limited uh supply of Mm -hmm. of troopers and such but then as soon as they hear back i don't remember exactly what it is but it's something like they know where everyone is now they send two more tie fighters after them yeah and it just feels like it's weird for them to 
Ended episode with a retreat, and then immediately sent out another attack at the beginning of the next episode. Feels off to me. It it's not the worst thing in the world. It just I think it's kind of emblematic of this whole episode. Kind of feel like the rest the rest of the episode kind of feels like everyone's running on treadmills. Mm. I think it was how I would describe it. Like nothing's really happening. So, um, and I this, I think. Uh, sorry. Very much resembles my feelings towards the beginning of this show, where I feel like you could combine episodes. Mm-hmm. Like last week's episode and the season finale, a lot of things kind of feel redundant, and you could combine the two episodes very easily. Uh, but what were you going to say? Uh, one thing I heard about this, and so, I mean, I, I like the show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it had some good moments. Um, I think saw a criticism of the series that Dave Filoni might have just kept a little too much close to his chest in okay. preparation for... Um, Probably his upcoming movie. Just kept a little a little too... Didn't give j- quite enough information to maybe have more of a concise conclusion. But um, that was just an interesting comment I'd heard. Of course, and we'll talk about some of the big reveals that um, we got to see later in the episode. But... Um, so, they and kind of... Good. Um, so, the TIE Fighters show up, and they kind of screw up their ship aka sabine kind of screws up the ship did the ship get damaged last week's episode i don't think it i no, don't think so it but hadn't. like what happens is the tie fighters just kind of swoop in and on their first run through and these are just mm-hmm. normal tie fighters they severely damage the engines of ahsoka's ship which doesn't feel accurate unless the shields were down maybe it just feels in this episode or last episode? In this episode. The first run from the TIE Fighters, the weapons, they, they severely damage. Mm. The, like, the engines like, aren't working properly at all. Yeah. Like they aren't... Oh, you're right. Yeah, I forgot about that. And that it would make more sense if the ship had already been damaged in last week's episode. Maybe, a lot happened to it last week. Maybe they're some of Thrawn's triple engine TIE Fighters. Well, they're not, but that would have okay, been cool. Okay, I know they're cool. not, but... Uh, though we did skip a kind of a fun scene, which is... Ezra and Huyang making Ezra a new lightsaber, which is a fun sequence. And it looks just like Kanan's. Yeah, he pretty much the 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 head is the very distinct part. Mm-hmm. A line in here that I did not give much thought to, and then someone else pointed out, there's a uh, joke in here that uh, Huyang suggests that Ezra use a part. And mm-hmm. Huyang says, and... Um, uh, Ezra says that won't work. The opening, like the opening on the on the handle, is too small. Well, that's a reference to Ezra's the Rebels lightsabers being yeah. thinner. Yeah, that's funny. I didn't catch that. Yeah, that's 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 it's great. And I couldn't tell if his actual lightsaber that he builds is thinner than average. It kind of looked like it, but I don't know if that's just me looking for it. But um, no Glock on it though. No, referring to his original the, lightsaber, which is also a gun. This, that is, look, that's some good ingenuity. Oh, I, I knew, love that. So uh, it isn't a coincidence. Like it's, it's straight up said that this lightsaber is identical to, um, Kanan's. Kanan's because Hu Young mentions that he knew him mm-hmm. and that he kept an extra piece for him if he ever needed it. So they directly reference that the piece yeah. he's, that Hyung is giving him a piece that's similar, I, identical. I had to laugh because it was funny because <laughs> very sentimental. Hu Yang with Jason. You don't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was... Mm. 
That's really, really cool. So do you think this is his original lightsaber, like the handle? Because that would... Ex- I don't know how else you would explain where this blue kyber crystal comes from. Well, his first lightsaber was blue. I don't know what I'm saying. And then it... it, it I mean, it's possible he it, kept the crystal. Like, he probably would not have had it on him. So does that mean Ahsoka had it? I don't, I'm just trying to figure out how they have this I don't lightsaber. know. I, keep, I got a jar of rocks in my apartment. <laughs> I maybe kept it in his pocket. He, this, like, I, I, it's possible he had the kyber crystal. I was thinking, like, the whole lightsaber. Oh, I was definitely just thinking the kyber crystal. Do, I don't remember exactly what happened to his lightsaber. Did he drop it at the... No. Did he lose it in... In Twilight of the Apprentice? I don't think so. Yeah, well, we might have to look that up for next week. And then uh, Sabine kind of just like, not storms out, but like angstfully well, walks out and immediately crosses her arms in the most awkward way possible. Well, this is also when they confirm, because this is something we talked about, they confirm that Sabine's family died in Night of oh, a Thousand Tears. Oh, right, right, Which right, we right. wondered about because, I mean, well, it's probably safe to assume that considering mandalore is glass right now well there were survivors but i mean it's probably safe to assume so we get that confirmation Mm -hmm. and ahsoka and sabine have a conversation that's pretty much just them patching things up effectively um it this this scene doesn't accomplish as much as i would hope a, a conversation between these two in the season finale would but it's not nothing. It's you know it's it's a decent mm-hmm. emotional beat between the two of them. It does show. It's kind of confirmation that Ahsoka's willing to take Sabine back on as her apprentice, and mm-hmm. that it it's a conversation of of Ahsoka. Like they're able to be softer towards one another after kind of the lessons they've both learned along the way. Mm-hmm. The real the real Jedi lessons with the friends we made along the way. Well, she and. Uh... Ahsoka tells her being a Jedi isn't just about holding a lightsaber, uh-huh. which is similar, almost the exact quote of what Kanan said to um, mm-hmm. Sabine when he was training her to fight with a darksaber. He's like, being a Jedi isn't just about holding a laser sword or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something in very Freddie Prince Jr. ease. Um, but so kind of like a callback to that and also a callback to the Jedi are more than just soldiers in general. Yeah. Um, so, and, and then the TIE fighters show up and we, it cuts into the uh, cockpit and we get to see what the uh, night trooper pilots look like. Yeah. And it's not too surprising based off what we've already seen, but like they look sick. They've got golden cracks in their helmet. They've got red stripes. I've always been a huge fan of the stormtrooper uh, pilot design. Mm-hmm. They're, they're black. Uh, it's pretty much like if you took a stormtrooper helmet, but put a, another helmet on top of it pretty much <laughs> uh they look great though they're very menacing and um, they're able to damage the like the ship starts going down i just can't believe yeah. that two tie fighters on in their first i but they, i think they probably come in too quickly the shields are probably the not ships up to come up yeah um and so ezra and ahsoka jump under the ship and using the force stop it from crushing all of the turtle people <laughs> And um, Ezra continues to yell at them, telling them what to do. That his relationship with the turtle people is phenomenal. And imagine if that's what Ahsoka se- season one was. It's just Ezra. Yeah, his journey I'm not realizing the way this. Well, and we'll get to it. The way this episode ends, that that's a highlight. The fact that we'll get to see more of these turtle people. More I had not thought about that until just now. That that's definitely a bright point in in what 
they're promising for Ahsoka season two. Very exciting. And then they kind of get the ship back up and running pretty quickly. And when the TIE fighters come back around for another pass, uh, Sabine just launches the ship and flies straight into the two TIE fighters. I think they could have done a bit better of a job of maybe the TIE fighters should have been closer mm-hmm. because they definitely have enough time to dodge her and they just don't. <laughs> and it's pretty dumb. And she, Sabine, this results in her crashing the ship. And then she has a very, very long walk back <laughs> yeah. with no dialogue. She walks past Ezra and Ahsoka and says, got him. To me, this whole sequence reads as if Filoni was expecting the audience to be laughing this whole time. Mm. It's not funny. It's not uh, even close to funny. It, this was Rick Furiyama. He directed it. Well, but yes, Filoni yes, wrote yes, it. Yes, so yes, 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 yeah, sure. whoever, whoever came up with this, the, the pacing of that scene, either thought it was very cool or very funny, neither of which are true. Uh, a very another emblematic thing of this episode of just a bunch of wasted space in a lot of unfortunate spaces. I mm-hmm. think um, we then so they they take the wolves back to the tower to stop Thrawn from leaving Ezra, Sabine, and Ahsoka. They take the the wolves. The wool, the little dog things that they were riding. Wait, who took them back? Ahsoka. Ezra and Sabine took the wolves to go back to the tower to stop. Oh, Thrawn from when leaving. you say they took, I the way you said that, I thought that someone had taken it from them. No, I misunderstood. They the, found, the they found okay. wolves and they rode them. Yes, back. they they get the they. Uh, do we remember what they're called? Those wolf things. Okay, howlers. That, oh yeah, howlers. They get on some howlers and ride into battle with uh, Ahsoka on one and Sabine and Ezra on another. Probably not doing much to further ignite, ignite the flames of some fans and really wanting these two to be in a relationship together. And um, I yeah. really... So then, pretty so, much, Thrawn is like, okay, so we don't have enough time to get everything loaded up before they get here. It pretty much implies to Morgan Elsbeth that you need to stay behind and well, fight them. Well, th- they do... No, so they do an or- orbital bombardment. That's first... Okay. That's before he tells her to do that? I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Oh, yes, it is. Sorry, I was wrong. So they do an orbital bombardment, and they dodge easily. And there's a moment where uh, the door is very heavy at the bottom of the tower. Um, And because it's stone, and so Ahsoka's like, Ahsoka and Ezra are trying to open it with the force. And Ahsoka says, Sabine, help. Um, Which to me... um, First of all, I was like, that's nice to include her. My other thought was like, this is like when you give your younger sibling an unplugged controller. <laughs> um, I, and, and as our, our group here is approaching the, the tower, uh, she's talking to Huyong over the her intercom chat thing. Calm link. Yeah, thank you. And I must have totally missed this. The little turtle guys are helping Huyong fix the ship. And they're not very helpful. It has very much the same vibes as when Chewbacca's trying to drive the Millennium Falcon in Last Jedi and the Porgs are on the ship with them. It's very cute. In the background, there's a turtle guy kind of just poking at a terminal, and it's great. I love these guys. Um, Man, Saron looks so pissed through this entire episode. And so it's it's so so funny because obviously they make it through the orbital bombardment and it cuts to Thrawn Uh, in his face. He like, his like, 
uh, demeanor cracks for a second. <laughs> he like, he's gnashing his teeth. It was so funny. And so as our our party here of the three, now effectively Jedi, like, well, okay, well, technically Ahsoka's not a Jedi, but our three Force users here, um, I really don't like the sequence. One, it doesn't look very good. Uh, it's a lot of green screen. And two, you just have a couple of very long shots of our three heroes just putting their hands out. Yeah. Trying to open this door. And in my opinion... There's about everything at this point in, in a story, the fu- the finale, everything they're trying to accomplish should have been very firmly established. Like things that we knew were going to happen, or not necessarily know, but, oh, wow, them trying to do this means something. This whole sequence of them trying to open this door while Sabine helping is certainly significant. It just kind of feels like three actors on a green screen putting their hands out and it doesn't really mean much it, to me. It kind of feels like... Star Wars shows never know how many episodes to go with. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I'm yeah. not like and I'm not like trashing on this at all, but it does seem like Here I am talking about Andor again. <laughs> I think one thing that worked so well for Andor while it had 12 episodes was breaking them into specific arcs. Mm-hmm. You can look at each 3 or 4 episodes and go this is an arc and it and there's an overarching story and theme, mm. of course, but smaller plots within those arcs building up towards the best. And I feel like, and we've seen, it just feels like, um, <sighs> Book of Boba Fett. They did not know what they were doing in Book of Boba Fett. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's like Book of, it's, I don't know. It's like, and granted, we've talked about how COVID has messed with a lot of things, but it's like in Kenobi, it's almost like, they didn't know how to fill the space in a shorter season. Yeah. But then it's like in Mando season three, it it feels like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is, but that's what it feels like. It feels like they're every time they like write a show, it's like they just don't get the episode number right. So it's almost like there's either too much. So there's mm. a lot of space to fill or there's not enough. Yeah. It kind of, it would seemingly come down to while they're making it, they're trying to decide whether this is the only season of the show or not. Yeah. So when you get to the, and then you get to the last episode and it's like, okay, is this the ending or is it not? And yeah, all these shows very much other than the, see, I think why again, and or such an excellent show is because it both allows itself to be continued, but also that final showdown with all the characters, like, everyone who's there, you understand why they're there, what they're doing. It's a very simple conflict. It's not convoluted with a bunch of extra stuff. It's just, okay, we're just going to take all the characters we've been building up this, to this whole show, throw them all in the same area, and what happens is a very natural outpouring of everything all those characters have done the entire show. And it's, it's beautifully executed. We then get... Uh, our three heroes fighting a bunch of stormtroopers and they wipe them all out and then they get up and this does so this kind of both confirms but doesn't confirm what we thought recently it would seem as though these stormtroopers were alive Mm -hmm. but in this scene they are resurrected Mm -hmm. and now they are pretty much zombies and it confirms that merrick was a weird yes weird weird amalgamation green mist formulates around them and every time they get knocked down, they get back up again. 
And I realized yesterday that this is obviously not a piece that will make this show enjoyable going forward. But in context of watching this yesterday, it's October. It is kind of fun that around this time of year, you would introduce pretty much, as far as I can tell, the first time ever in canonical Star Wars, Mm -hmm. zombies. Uh, At least Stormtrooper zombies, which is something that people have been asking for for a long time. From the Death Troopers books and the Blackwing Mm -hmm. Project, which is basically biological warfare that turns into a zombie virus. Yeah. And so it's not great, but it's something different, something a little bit different. I I think it get especially pays off here in a few in a scene or two later there's these uh night trooper dark troopers and they also have get zombified mm-hmm. and they are particularly scary. I don't think fighting a bunch of zombified stormtroopers is that engaging, but Ezra and Sabine each one going one on one with mm-hmm. a very unstoppable stormtrooper is I found very engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, really enjoyed that bit. Um, so yeah, it because and we've thought and you know we'd kind of been thinking the whole time. Sure, how how surely, how many stormtroopers survived that jump from the Purgle? And there could have been a lot, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they're they're a little hyperspace rough. jump. To well, yes, clarify. hyperspace jump. <laughs> For a second, I was Not like, jump rope, when did they all jump off something really high? <laughs> if they all jump at the same time, they can make the star cruiser, or they can make the star destroyer move. It's like an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I ha- I just made this. I made a thought. I had a thought. Um, they do all this work to prep the Chimera to go into hyperspace, but they. Once they jump into light space, the ship's too damaged. It just like disintegrates. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that. So Thrawn star, star Destroyer does not seem little, normal hyperspace. It doesn't feel feel like one does not feel like it should be able to leave the atmosphere. Two, it's it does not rough. feel like it should be able to make a normal hyperspace jump. So therefore, I don't feel like it would at all stand a chance the against ring a just leaves him behind <laughs> an intergalactic hyperspace. Yeah, just the ring just rips. <laughs> Uh, that'd be the most likely scenario. <laughs> that'd be too, that's that'd be so funny. <laughs> um, another thought before I forget, I just I think these lightsaber f- sequences are very aesthetically pleasing because you have Sabine with a green lightsaber, mm-hmm. Ezra with a blue, and Ahsoka with her two white sabers. It just those colors <laughs> yeah. go together really well. I think. Um, so one thing I thought of. So this is at the area. So they're fighting the dark troopers or the. <laughs> the dead troopers i don't know uh the night troopers and thrawn looks at uh uh morgan elizabeth and he's like basically he's like you're gonna have to stay behind uh to give it by us time and so he hops on the ship and the ship starts praying to leave and one thing i noticed so uh morgan elizabeth says or maybe the great mothers tell her to stay behind or something i don't know i can't remember it's it's thrawn well so one thing Morgan says is f- for Dathomir. Yeah, so Thrawn says for the Empire yes, and, and she walks said, off and she like kind of whispers for Dathomir. For Dathomir which and is really so, interesting. Yes, because I wanted to talk about that. So I'm wondering, so for those of you that have played Fallen Order um, and know a little bit about what happened to Dathomir, so after Ventress tried to kill Count Dooku um, with the help of her night sisters, sisters, um, with the help of the Night Sisters, Count Dooku ain't having any of that, and he sends Grievous and Battle Droids, and they just annihilate the death the the uh, Night Sisters on Dathomir. 
they they annihilate them to the fact that um Mirren uh not <laughs> I can't type um I can't type my bad um Marin, sorry, that was, I almost had it. That night sister Marin, when we find her as Cal Kestis in Fallen Order, she is the sole survivor. Hmm. She's been, she was like eight when it happened. She okay. was the sole survivor. She got a lot of trauma to unpack because she had to bury her entire clan. Um, and so, but Marin hates Cal Kestis when he shows up because he has a blue lightsaber. And mm. she, and so her, and it's explained, she explains to him in the game that she's assumed it was a Jedi that killed her people because there ah. were blue and green lightsabers mm-hmm. that Grievous had. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously that's incorrect because it's General Grievous. But I mean, honestly, going by the color of a lightsaber is like not too, usually too far off. Yeah, typically. And honestly, as an eight year old, that's probably, um, uh, I mean, honestly, that's 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 probably what it would be. Assumed. So that's what I'm curious if that is a if that is a callback. Maybe not a callback, but if that is a reference to that, if that's what Marin thought, is that what other Night Sisters and other clans have thought too? That it was awesome. the Jedi that wiped them out. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't know. Or maybe she was just like, my people are dead. I have nothing to live for. I don't know. Yeah, there seems to be a ancient hatred between well, yes for uh, sure. from the death Amerians onto the jedi because as something we'll see here towards the end of this episode there is something deeply rooted on this there's planet a, with the jedi a, as well yeah there's a beef between them so uh they seemingly the it's very possible not as maybe jedi maybe force users there's the obviously the death Amerians originate from this planet but also very possibly the jedi as mm-hmm. well um so then Morgan goes and stands in a room waiting for uh, our party, and then Ahsoka tells the other two to go ahead. And she just lets them. And yeah, Morgan has immediately failed at her job, because her job was to stop these things from getting on the ship, and... Maybe it's that Imperial Pride wanting to stick it to Ahsoka for defeating her. Yeah. I mean, yes, there is two... Storm or uh, dark troopers waiting um, to fight them, and I hope does... they get a figure. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it just feels—I don't know. This just feels like not the way to go. It just feels contrived. It feels forced. The fight is okay. It, it's kind of fun that it's a rematch from Ahsoka's first live-action episode, mm-hmm. but ultimately, Morgan Elizabeth has just not. I just I find Thrawn. Shin and Balin so much more interesting than Morgan. She's absolutely she's just been a pawn the entire time. Yeah. Like she's very one to And Balin barely in this episode. He's not in it until the very end. It's an absolute bummer, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but I just feel like this would have made more sense if it was Balin. This this right here. This yeah. fight. Um Bro dipped. Yeah. <laughs> he said, bye-bye. <laughs> so Ahsoka and Morgan fight. And Sabine and Ezra fight the Dark Troopers. Uh, Sabine shoots off a piece of the helmet of the Dark Trooper, and you get like a very visceral zombie yeah, jaw. I in want there. the figure without that. <laughs> I won't buy it if it's zombie. You know, it's a bold choice. I, I respect it to them go full uh, all the way into that. It looked good. 
um, whatever CGI or practical effect it was. Mm -hmm. She takes out that stormtrooper by... She uses the force. Yes. That's the big moment. I'm not super happy with this personally. Like it, is, it feels redundant. Like you have Ahsoka, you have Ezra. I don't think Sabine needs to be that kind of whatever Jedi warrior force user. I was really hoping that she would find her own use for the force, mm -hmm. not in the same way. It's fine. I don't hate it, but it's not. I'm just glad it's Sabine and it's not Din. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, being, the Mandalorian. I've been kind of petty about the Mandalorian lately, but um, so it'll be interesting to see if they go the route of what route they go, because obviously, the I mean, the first wielder of the Darksaber was a Mandalorian Jedi. Yeah. yeah. So, but there is no Darksaber anymore. I just like what makes the original trio or if you expand it the original crew of star wars han leia luke chewbacca c3pr2 obi-wan in that first movie is they're all such different characters they all got different stuff going on but with this crew now being three jedi quote unquote it just there's not enough of a diversity going on like that mm -hmm. what made the ghost crew originally so interesting and and yes Ezra and Kanan were interesting from one another and interesting from Ahsoka because they're all different kinds of Jedi, mm -hmm. but still. I do really wish they'd let Sabine keep the Darksaber. Yeah, but then I we couldn't have had the whole contrived plot of Mandalorian Season 3. Exactly. <laughs> we could have just had Book of Boba Fett Season 2. <laughs> so Ahsoka retreats, and by retreats I mean goes the direction she was originally wanting to go, which was up. And um, because a bunch of the Death Troopers show up mm -hmm. and more, they all chase them upstairs and then the Stormtroopers just literally stand around to do nothing. I noticed that too, yeah. Ridiculous. I just, ultimately, I was thinking about this earlier today. It's kind of a bummer. The final episode of this show is just our heroes trying to get to the top of a tower. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the gist of the episode and just not what I'm looking for, I think. And I think it's just not... It's, it's like it's decent enough action but there's just not a lot of storytelling going on here other than sabine progressing in her force powers that while i'm not a huge fan of it has been built up over the course of this season so that is technically a payoff mm -hmm. um and her you know taking out stormtroopers oh okay so i was gonna say one thing before ahsoka yes. gets up there yes is um ezra and sabine defeat uh the dark troopers and so the ship is while slowly moving away, moving away. And so um, they're trying to figure out how to get up onto the ship. And so... Um, Sabine and Ezra. Sabine and Ezra, yes. And so Ezra's like, throw me. <laughs> um, and so this is actually, this is a very similar scene to one of the Geonosis episode arcs in Rebels. I believe season three, Sagarera is in it. We can't escape him. When Kanan and Ezra do a very similar thing to get across a large expanse, um, Ezra runs and jumps and Kanan force pushes him the rest of the way. Uh -huh. um, yes. And so that's what happens here. Um, Ezra runs and jumps and Sabine force pushes him. And it looks like he almost doesn't make it. You know, there's two stormtroopers that are just kind of standing there and Ezra <laughs> pops up, takes him out. Yeah. So I misunderstood what Sabine's suggestion was. She says, you go across and then you pull me across. Yeah. What I thought was going to happen was that Ezra was going to jump about halfway, oh. pull Sabine and then slingshot, slingshot her and then she would pull him the rest of the way. But no, the plan was for him to, for her to push him all the way across and then he would 
pull her. And while I don't love, again, I feel like there's just kind of a lot of spinning the wheels here, I do think this is probably one of the more interesting narrative beats in this episode is Ezra really has to put a ton of trust in, in Sabine for this to work. Someone... And it technically should not have worked, I don't think, but this does feed into what I think is very true about the Force, what a lot of people don't like. And even this show kind of undermined this, at least with what Ahsoka said. Um, the Force ultimately has got nothing to do with your training. It's got nothing to do with how good you are. It's got to pretty much how much you believe and how connected you are to the Force, how connected you are to yourself. Suddenly, Sabine is very good at the Force. And, and it's just because she is being who she's meant to be. She's kind of opened up to mm-hmm. it. And I love that. I think that's great. I think that's what Ray is. I think that's what Luke is. Um, because, again, it doesn't matter how much training or whatever, or much of a master Luke was, at the end of his life, he had shut himself off from the Force. Mm-hmm. And he does his most powerful act as a Jedi ever, not because he learned it, but because he believed he could. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so um, we think I- Sabine's going to go across. Yeah, I, I I saw I saw a tweet that says, "Love that Sabine manages to use the Force once just to pull her lightsaber over, it and she is suddenly confident enough to grow to hurl a grown man across a void. It's very on brand for her." And someone said, "She comes from a long line of unconventional, in parentheses, overconfident and parentheses Jedi." <laughs> yes, very true, very true. So I thought that was I thought that was cute. So we think Sabine is going to run off with Ezra, and but, that's when Ahsoka shows up. Mm-hmm, but then. I thought Ahsoka was going to push both of them, honestly. Yeah. Sabine, I thought it was about to be Ahsoka sacrifices himself herself mm-hmm. so that they can get away. But no, Sabine stays behind and fights off a bunch of stormtroopers. Gun in her left hand, lightsaber in her right oh, hand. Oh my gosh. Sick. Okay. Pistol dual wielding is so cool. <laughs> you can do it in Jedi Survivor. It is yeah. so... It's Pistol, it's, lightsaber, dual yes, wielding. Yes, pistol, lightsaber, dual wielding. It's so cool. Uh, Obi-Wan would probably say so uncivilized, but you know what? You look cool doing it. So why not? Absolutely. Um, and so Sabine is fighting with Ahsoka and, uh, Sabine is fighting with Ahsoka. Sabine. Yeah. Like they're fighting together. Oh, together. Right. Right. Um, Ahsoka kills, uh, Morgan. Yeah. She like rips, uh, Morgan's blade out of her hand and slashes her in the stomach with both the lightsaber and the blade. It's pretty, pretty brutal. And so then to escape, they jump off the edge of the tower. Meanwhile, uh, Ezra <laughs> Ezra starts looting the stormtrooper yes. body. Uh, he's alone oh, on the on the uh, bridge or the uh, ha- in the hangar of the of leave, the stormtrooper. Leave Ezra alone for Why five minutes. Is there only two stormtroopers in the freaking hangar? They knew there were dudes coming. Uh, you know, they knew that Maybe these they three didn't were coming. Think that they were going to make it. They could be zombies. They may not be very smart. Yeah. Um, so Ezra starts looting, which is very on brand for him. Uh-huh. Um to get a disguise. And so then Ahsoka and Sabine leap off the side of the cliff. And it's very obvious that they're not just going to leave off the side of the cliff. And uh-huh. Hu Yang shows up with the ship fixed, which is very nice. Um, and so uh it once they get settled, like the chimera is like booking it up to that space ring. Um, so they give chase. It's funny. I was kind of skipping through here, and I 
pretty much in skipping went straight from Sabine and Ahsoka landing on the ship to a shot of the ship flying away. And the way the ship works is it has like two wings that can either be horizontal or vertical. Mm-hmm. And I went straight from them jumping onto the wing to a shot of the ship flying away and the wing went vertical. <laughs> and I just had this thought in my mind of him accidentally activating that and just dumping them <laughs> off the side. He didn't get the wings turned before they jumped and they just <laughs> fly down on either side. That is exactly what would happen in like a climbing puzzle in a oh, Jedi no! Survivor game of you're about to land on a platform and it just drops out from under oh, you. Oh man, some of the puzzles in Fallen Order made me feel stupid. Um, so they so, get in the ship and they almost catch up to and Thrawn. And Thrawn starts monologuing. Yeah, he gets on the, uh, I forgot about that, gets on the on the intercom with Ahsoka? Ahsoka, and it's pretty much just one stalling to revealing that he knows yeah. that Anakin is her master and who he and became. Who, yeah, he's pretty much just playing some mental warfare with her. Yeah, and he calls her a Ronin, which if you've seen Ep- Star Wars Visions one, that is the main season one. That is the name of the former Sith character. Yeah, and so a, a Ronin was a kind of samurai in real life. I'm not really sure what that term means in this universe. I mean, it's a direct tie-in to the fact that the Jedi are heavily, yes. heavily inspired by samurai. But we have I don't think I've ever heard the word Ronin in Star Wars before. So it's a bit of a strange choice. But um, it's, it's cold, nonetheless. <laughs> and the ship takes off. Just dropping bars. Yeah. It, uh, they take off, the uh, Thrawn ship takes off, and before our heroes are able to catch up to him, and they are forced to return to, what is the name of this planet Peridia. again? Peridia. I was Peridia. actually kind of disappointed about that. Like, I yeah. knew it couldn't happen, but I was like, oh, man. So are they just going to wait for the next whale bus? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so they return to the planet. The I uh, can't believe we haven't made a My Neighbor Totoro uh joke yet cat bus whale bus <laughs> I, thought I can't about it. believe we haven't done that um they return to the turtle people and they are heckin they're excited. so excited they're so excited for their friends to come back they're gonna be really disappointed when ezra's gone though <laughs> i thought that too like, that's their friend uh ahsoka sees her owl friend uh morai yes, yes who is uh We've seen her a couple times. So, Morai is the sister of the Mortis Gods trios. You have the father, the sister, and the son. Mm-hmm. Um, and the father is neutral. The sister is, like, the representation of the light side of the Force. And the son is the representation of the dark side of the Force, played by Sam Witwer. Um, voiced by Sam Witwer, voiced by right? Sa- well, yeah, yeah. Yes, voiced by Sam Witwer. Um, and so, this owl bird thing uh, shows up behind Ahsoka, and Ahsoka sees it. And so it's not the first time we've seen the Morai Owl. Um, I don't know how often we see it in Clone Wars because when they leave uh, the Mortis planet, everyone in the in the trio, Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka was like, anyways, I think because their mem- all their memories get wiped. Ah. Um, because Anakin sees a vision of who he becomes. Mm-hmm. And, the, and they're like, whoa, whoa, nope. Can't have that. So they wipe their memories. Um, and so... Uh, at the end of the Mortis arc, the sister is dead. The son kills her. Um, I see. And regrets it because now the force is thrown out of balance. But mm. we see her, I believe, I don't know if it's in the episode or not, her like physical manifestation as this owl. I see. We see Morai again 
um, in in Rebels, I'd assume. In or Rebels, is, it, is at the very end of Clone Wars. Is 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 the owl in the final episode of Clone Wars? I don't think so. Okay. We see Morai um, a couple times in Rebels. We see just a fleeting glimpse of her at the end of Twilight of the Apprentice when we see Ahsoka um, walking into that tunnel on yeah. uh, Malachor. When she's presumably dead. Presumably dead. Yeah. We don't know how she survived at that point. And then we see Morai kind of again in the world between worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where Morai shows up, and I think Morai returns back to us, back with Ahsoka in real yeah. time. And I would assume that this is her saving uh, this is icon. Her, yeah, <laughs> this is her first live action appearance. Yes, and so it's pretty much anytime anything significant is about to happen involved with Ahsoka, this owl shows mm-hmm. up, which leads to a lot of speculation that because Anakin representing. People, you know, relating the Mortis gods mm-hmm. to the three trio, the fathers. Obi-Wan, the son, is obviously Anakin. And so a lot of people are thinking um, that Ahsoka is like a representation of the daughter. Balin, Obi-Wan's brother confirmed. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that actually happens. Um, so we see that. And then the scene changes to someone we haven't seen for like well, okay, 40 so minutes. Go, we see Shen. First. Yeah, that's what I'm okay, saying. I didn't know Shin. where you were going to go. Yeah, we yeah. haven't seen Shin. And I was like, oh, first Sin Shiting. Shit. First Shin Sighting. Um, and she goes to one of the bandit cap- camps. And I don't know if she's recruiting. Yeah, or... she pretty much just at a distance ignites her lightsaber above yeah. her head. Seemingly, she's going to become their leader, would be my guess. Which is. <sighs> okay, so two things about that. One, it feels a little too similar to what they did with Gamora in Guardians of the Galaxy. If you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3, that's what I Gam- actually haven't. Gamora becomes the leader of the Ravengers, which was the group that Star-Lord and Yondu were a part of. So it's not the <laughs> worst thing in the world for there to be parallels between these two different franchises, but since Guardians 3 came out earlier this year, it's very fresh in my memory. It feels just kind of too similar to have this kind of similar female character go and become a leader of a group of scavengers, ravagers, whatever. In addition to that, this whole, what I remember as I was thinking about this episode early on, something I really liked about this show was the parallels between the two different sets of force users, master and apprentice. Soka mm-hmm. Sabine, Balin, Shin. I liked their parallels and they are paralleled here. Uh, Sabine, Sabine and, Ahsoka. and Ahsoka are now together where they were mm-hmm. apart at the beginning. Shin and Balin are apart when they were together at the beginning. But I think it would have worked even better, in my opinion, to keep that those parallels going. And I would have had Shin go back with Thrawn. I think would have made more sense, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, I think it would have... While Thrawn has the three witches with him and they're very powerful, I think it would have made him even more frightening a little bit more power behind him if he had this user of some form yeah it's not the worst thing in the world we'll see where it goes i just i would have liked them to even stretch the parallels out even farther Mm -hmm. though actually now that i think about it that's not the best parallel technically speaking because ezra is the one who went not sabine sabine and ahsoka are both on this planet so i guess it works enough um i just Again, talking about earlier, setup and payoff. We don't know anything about these Ravengers. They're not really characters. Do you mean 
or the scavengers, whatever, whatever they are. I know. I, I mean, that's. A, I think. I think that is a term. That's kind of a bandits. sci-fi term. Yeah. The, the, the bandits of this wasteland. It just. I didn't. There's no. It doesn't feel like a payoff for this character to go and become. And maybe that's not what she's doing, but um, it just both her and Balin don't get very satisfying. While Sabine and Ahsoka don't really get conclusions to their story either. At least there's something going on there. Nonetheless, continue on. So then we finally get to see our other wayward Sith, Balin. And before we talk about the statue reveal, I thought of a really funny comment that got pushed to the side because of the statue reveal. So first of all, we see our man, Balin Scroll, once again, standing pensively at a high This man place. has stood more than he has moved for the <laughs> course of this show. That's why That's why they gave him like a hallway scene. They had yeah, to get, have him uh-huh. do something. Um, but gosh, he looks good doing it. Um, and it zooms out and you and you can see that there's he's standing on the statue of a figure. And my first thought was, Balin's been carving a mountain this whole episode. <laughs> um, and it scrolls out. Um, the, the, it zooms out and that statue is revealed to be two of three. Yes. And he is standing on the outstretched hand of a giant statue, carved statue of the father, Mortis yes. God. To the father's left is the son, and to the father's right is a collapsed statue. Mm-hmm. With, there's no head, at least, decapitated statue yeah, yeah. of the daughter. And very interesting. So the, the statue, he's, so Balin is very specifically standing on the outstretched arm. Which is pointing. It's pointing. And there's something there. Yes. It's very small. So he's it's looking a at a big light. mountain range, which it's nice that the, the terrain of this planet changes. And there's some sort of yellow beacon. Someone, there's a very similar shot of Anakin looking at another mountain range in the Mortis, on the Mortis planet at a beacon. Now, all right, we're going to get into some deep lore <laughs> because this is a theory that's been running around a lot. So there is a... I I can't remember if it's technically canon or legends. I don't know like exactly how canon this is. Um, I think it's more legends than canon, but it includes the Mortis gods. And so what it is is that a lot of people are talking about the Abeloth theory. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of this. So I basically, Abeloth um, is a fourth character of the Mortis gods trio. She hmm. um, she eventually became called the Mother. Um, but she was immortal, brought to serve them. Um, but she became beloved by the family. Um, she kept the peace between the three, um, but she's still mortal. She grew old while the father and the children lived on. I have this screenshotted. Um, and she feared she would lose her precious family. In a desperate attempt to hold on to the life she so loved, she drank from the font of power and bathed in the pool of knowledge in on the Mortis planet. And her actions corrupted her, transforming the mother into the twisted immortal entity known as Abeloth. Um, so looking into that further, um, almost, you know, very kind of uh, tree of knowledge, very kind of similar sure. Genesis story. Um relation but so um excuse me um and so when this wasn't actually on the mortis planet it's a different planet my bad um she's also known as beloved queen of the stars and bringer of chaos and when the father found out about what she did he abandoned he just departed the planet and abandoned abeloth um so 
there's there's a whole lot of lore. They tried to imprison her, and she's and she's able to um, escape her a pr- prison whenever the current of the force was altered and the flow of time changed. Um, and they every time that happened, they'd have to go back and imprison her again. So the cycle repeated until the death of the trio in 21 BBY. So this is this is where it kind of gets more into legends with um, Luke and Leia's children in the legends specifically. But so that's where some people are thinking this is going to end up. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Um. Just because it's... It, it, because actually what it includes is a teaming up of Jedi and Sith to take her, to destroy her. Mm. So I... I don't know how far. I don't think. I don't know how much time there is <laughs> yeah, um, between yeah, really. this and the sequel trilogy to do that. So that was a that was. Um, interesting. I wonder if there's a chance whatever happens, whatever comes next, whether it's a movie, Air the Empire movie, Man or if it's Man, it could be Mando season four. We made <laughs> that joke, but I'm also kind of would not be shocked if a lot of Mando season four ends up being. At least Thrawn, if not also Ahsoka. Yeah. Um. Whatever happens next. Ahsoka season two, Mando season four, Air the Empire movie. If something like what you just described, if that would not actually directly come into consequence in that, but would actually then somehow jump down the road to Ray's movie, um, which is not technically episode 10. If you don't know, they are in the production of making a movie that's set after episode nine. That's about Rey making a new Jedi Order. That could be who they're fighting, potentially. Could be. Um, just another poss- possibility throwing out there. Yeah. So, but the episode's not over yet. Um, yes. We see that they have returned, that Thrawn and his ship has returned to the main galaxy. Um, the three, the Great Mother's trio went with them. They left behind Morgan Elsbeth, who is dead, and they show up in front of a planet, and I went... Oh, I bet that's Dathomir. Immediately before they were like, Dathomir. And I was like, oh. Um, and so there's a shot of all of the containers that were brought in um, to Thrawn's ship. And I feel like it's fairly obvious. Those are dead bodies. Yeah. that. So this seems to be a lot more obvious to a lot of people than myself. Someone on Reddit said, the capsules aren't tombs. They're stasis pods. That's why Thrawn said he woke up the mothers. They're bringing them to Dathomir mm. to rebuild the Night Sister Society. I hadn't thought about that. That would make sense. I just assumed it was supplies, but the way these th- these uh, things are shaped, they're almost certainly dead. Yeah. Night Sisters. Yeah, that makes a or, lot of sense. Or seepy Night Sisters. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Seepy Night Sisters. Um, yeah. Uh, so and then we do get another scene of a rather battered Imperial ship, uh, showing up to the New Republic fleet. Oh yeah, and you saw this ship in the. So this is actually this was um, this is Shin and Balin ship. Balin ship. Oh, you shoot. saw you saw it in the hangar yeah. of the Star, Star Destroyer uh, earlier in this episode. Yeah, and so um, Hera and a group of New Republic soldiers come to encounter whoever that is no doubt they probably know whose ship that is and ezra in all of his wisdom (laughs) walks down the uh walks down the i don't know the ramp in full stormtrooper armor and there's a there's a moment where everyone's kind of not really sure what's going to happen and then chopper chopper perks up and goes over to him and 
what we know is Ezra puts a little hand on him and then he takes off his helmet and reveals that he is Ezra and Hera recognizes him immediately. And we were deprived <laughs> of a hug reunion between them. I mm, can't believe we didn't let space mom hug her space children. So I'm currently seeing if I can find anyone online. So like anyone Chopper online? goes off. He's like rattling off mm -hmm. talking as he strolls over to yeah. Ezra. I really, really want to know what the heck he is saying. And this I'm trying is, to find online if someone has this translated is how it, it This is how it feels when you have a cat that doesn't like people, but the one person they like comes over. Yes, very true. Very true. <laughs> and you're like, huh? Um, as someone who owns a cat like that, Chopper is, or Ezra is to Chopper as Cameron is to Athena. <laughs> very nice. Yes. <laughs> um, so then we go back to Pridia. With, with our heroes. Sabine that are and left. Ahsoka. And they have a nice little chat. Um, I don't exactly remember what they chat about, though. Shadows in the starlight. Well, before that, uh, though. Okay. I feel like their conversation goes on quite a pensively bit Because um, they're talking about, they're like, Ahsoka's like, Ezra made it home. That's true. Yeah, yeah, they're... Sabine is kind of trying to figure out whether she feels good about what she did. And Ahsoka yeah. oh, reassures yeah. her that Ezra got home. And, and Sabine's like, okay. <laughs> um, and so um, Sabine turns around uh, to walk back to wherever. And Ahsoka turns around. It's like, or Sabine almost like senses something. Yeah, Sabine but stops and says, I thought I felt something. I guess it was nothing. And then Ahsoka's like, huh, interesting. And Ahsoka turns around. Um, Stares for a long time yeah. at, the at the camera, pretty much. And so she turns around, oh, and the camera pans over, and who do we see? Thrawn the Prawn. No, and different blue <laughs> a man. A different blue man. <laughs> um, Hayden Christensen as Force Ghost Anakin. Yeah, this is a nice moment. It, he has a little smile. Yeah, I think this really, not complicates, but adds more detail to the conversation of what exactly was it that uh, Ahsoka, Ahsoka interacted with. Yeah. And I think that really was Anakin. Anakin. I think ultimately what that whole subplot implied was Anakin's Force Ghost was greatly, greatly con um, conflicted. Mm -hmm. He was still had dark side in him. Mm -hmm. And... He needed Ahsoka just as much as she needed him, and it feels like he's actually finally at peace mm -hmm. now after this. I think that's that's the implication I took away from this, it. This might be the last time we see Hayden Christensen. Very possibly. It, in, like, a he's, live action. He's Star actually going to disappear you know? for real. We'll never see Hayden Christensen <laughs> ever again, no matter what. He's going back to Skywalker Ranch. <laughs> or whatever ranch he owns. My time has come. Now. <laughs> Disappears <well>. in some <laughs> rose blossoms. <laughs> Cherry blossoms. Cherry blossoms. Uh, or no, it's peach blossoms. Our bad. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe I've, I've brought shame to my household by not remembering that. So, while everyone on the internet was freaking out about hating Chris and uh, Christensen, I uh, personally heard the first note of the music playing at the end and <laughs> lost Rachel, it. You go... I wish I had had an audio recording of this. She was flipping out, dude. She could not handle this. I think I scared your wife. 
She was a ravenous beast, <laughs> just flipping out at this this uh, song drop. What what was it, Rachel? So uh, they dropped um, where the sun sails and the moon walks, which is actually so it's a track on the Rebels season two. Um, uh, it is it is a track off the Rebel season two. Um, album but it was never actually released it's the same exact um length as my favorite track it's over now and if you line up the scenes where the sun sails and the moons in the moon walks um matches up very very similarly so um i don't think it's ever been confirmed but it's an unreleased track and it's pretty easy to guess that um uh very easy to guess that this was probably the original music that was mm. going to play during the end of Shadow of the Twilight, or no, during the end of Twilight of the Apprentice, where <laughs> we Ahsoka is miraculously alive, Vader is beat up, Maul has escaped, Kanan is yeah, blinded, and Ezra the, is oh. yeah, the season finale of Rebel season two. Yes, and so um, where the sun sails and the moon walks is actually. Um, a quote from uh, Lord of the Rings. So, um, oh, interesting. So, okay, I had to look. I've never had the Lord of the Rings books. Um, in Chapter Seven, after the eagle, after the eagles save. Actually, no, it's um, the Hobbit. My bad. In Chapter Seven, after the eagles save the dwarves slash Gandalf Bilbo, there is a following passage: "Farewell," they cried. Wherever you fare, till your uh, till your eeries receive you at the journey's end. That is the polite thing to say among eagles. And may the wind under your wings bear you where the sun sails and the moon walks, answered Gandalf, who knew the correct reply. So there's actually been quite a few kind of Lord of the Rings similarities Absolutely. in this show. I mean, and we see it with the statue of the father. It looks like the statue's... Mm, yeah, it, the big statues in Lord of the Rings. I don't know a thing about Lord of the Rings. I just know the <laughs> movies are long. Don't Lotor. Do Lord of the Rings fans call like Loader? They 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 spell it out L O T R. They say that out loud. I have no idea. Lord no of the idea. Rings is not that hard to say. No. Uh, don't don't come out as ringers. Whatever you call yourself, <laughs> Tolkienites. <laughs> okay. Um, so, anyways, we're not. I'm not. We're not that knowledgeable about Lord of the Rings. But anyways, that's pretty cool, nonetheless. But anyways, so yes, yeah, safe to say, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> your your wife was like what what like, she's just like what is it not ready for that level of nerdiness no oh gosh i was mm, losing it so um this brings up a thought that people have had about peridia is peridia mortis is it the same planet is it similar? How is did this they the, get to Mortis and Clone Wars? Like, where was it? They were, oh my gosh, they were like transported there via portal. Okay. So if yeah, I remember so it could be anywhere then. It, exactly. And so one, of, I think, I don't know if it's Anakin or Obi-Wan, but they're like, we, we don't know where we are. And I think, and one of them references, we may not even be in our own galaxy at this point. Wow. That would be really interesting. That's certainly possible. So, Dave Filoni's like, been cooking this for however, like, what, <laughs> what, eight years? so that's the end of the season um how do you feel looking back over the whole show how do you feel about the ending what do you think rachel it left me wanting more yeah and I don't, in some good ways and some not so yes. good ways 
Like, it's a TV show. I get it. But this is this right here is why I really don't like television. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I think, like, obviously, some one of the closest things you have to television in the film world is the Marvel movies. Because mm-hmm. there's always another Marvel movie. But every Marvel movie at least wraps up what's happening in that movie. Like, there's always a villain that's defeated. Like, there's always some level of closure in, within the plot of the story told in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and most movies are very good at closing up their story. That's why I like films. Even movies that are part of stories close up their stories. Mm-hmm. Television, on the other hand, if they know that they're making another season of that show, that first season, like, I really liked, the, for example, the first season of The Boys. And then it just ends. Mm-hmm. And I've never bothered to watch it again for a lot of different reasons. One being, I'm just not interested in a show that's going to keep going on forever. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I don't think Ahsoka's going to be that. Star Wars, thankfully, has not been that so far. But this is almost, at this point, when I got to the end of Ahsoka, I do think Ahsoka is better than The Mandalorian on 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 whole. I think one of the things that didn't work out for me, I think one of the things, like, side tangent, one of the things that I think everyone liked about Mandalorian was it was just a guy. Yeah. In Star Wars, which actually, I think a lot of reasons why people like Andor, well, I love Andor, so, you know, I'm biased, but it's, <laughs> it's a guy, it, you know, it's someone in the grand scheme of the galaxy, just doing his own thing, mind his own business. And I think that was what was really charming about the Mandalorian. He got caught up in big things, you know, all of that. And I almost feel like they have, t- Mandalorian has lost that charm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get- think the ending of season two is great. Mandalorian, I think, to its credit, is that it's so episodic that when a season would end, even with the the pretty big cliffhanger at mm-hmm. the end of season two where uh, Grogu goes off with Luke, you're like, okay, if I never saw another episode of Mandalorian, it would be fine because they've told these complete stories. The fan fiction writers can handle the rest. <laughs> yeah. Like, I do want to know what happens to Grogu. Yeah. Very much so. But, well, because... But- <laughs> what happens yeah, exactly. to Grogu? <laughs> but it's i'm not like i'm not left pulling my hair out that this season just ended just now mm-hmm. especially because that that idea you kind of know it through the course of the whole season too that he's gonna go he might go with a jedi but you don't know who yeah. the jedi is because at first the jedi you think is gonna be ahsoka but with this show it's like this is a story we've been specifically waiting for for years mm-hmm. already we've been waiting from the end and it this show doesn't end very much farther down the road from where rebels ended and this is where i feel like that comment on i think someone thinking dave just held a little too much close to his chest this time uh, i think the more i think about it, the more i'm kind of like yeah i think i kind of agree yeah well, you're saying and we I, needed more information yes more information that and mm-hmm. i understand i understand you know they're holding stuff back because they want they're bringing it all into it they're closing everything up in a movie but yeah. it's almost like i understand you don't want to close all of your threads sure. all your stories but there's a lot of open threads in this. Yeah, it just it it's a bummer. This is a TV show because it just it. But that's the, but the thing is like the Star Wars TV shows we've gotten so far. Book of Boba Fett, Andor, and Obi Wan are mostly meant to be one season of a show. Mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett obviously could very much use more story, but I think they want they very clearly wanted to see how successful it was, and I don't think it was successful enough for them to make more of it. I'm still waiting on that art of Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> and Mando, while very clearly designed to have multiple seasons, each season works for the most part on its own. Mm-hmm. This doesn't really work on it. Like you, you, it doesn't work as the beginning of a story because it's a continuation of Rebels. It doesn't work as the end of a story because it has doesn't have an ending. Well, it was a very enjoyable ride. 
this really feels like the plot progression of like three or four episodes, not mm-hmm. nine episodes, not eight episodes. But we are kind of being hard on it. It is very good. I did really oh, enjoy the ride. I, mm, yeah. There's some Honestly, really, really good stuff in here. All of the actors grew on me so Absolutely. fast. At first, I was not, I I don't know what it was. The first episode, I was like, oh, I do not really know how I feel about Mary Winston. I don't know how I feel about sure, Natasha. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about, uh, I mean, I don't have any issues with Rosario Dawson, but that first episode, whoa, no, the, the chemistry first was. three episodes are Yeah, not the chemistry is, but then. For a lot of ways. And then, like, all, just, yeah, after a couple of episodes, I love all of them. Except I don't really care for Morgan Elizabeth. Eh, whatever. Yeah, but, like, but she's dead. But, yeah, she's, so, she's dead. It doesn't matter. So we're done with but her. So Hopefully. Just, like, all of them really grow on me. I really liked seeing carefree Rosario Dawson. Like, carefree Ahsoka. I yeah. really liked that. Um, I really liked once, I, I think, Natasha got to play Sabine as Sabine. Yeah. Um, Iman, uh, Natasha Bordeaux, is that her name? I'm not sure. Natasha. I'm really terrible with actors' names that I've not known for very long. Uh, so you got Natasha Liu Bardizo. Oh, as okay. My bad. Yes. Um, Iman as Fon- Iman as Fondi mm-hmm. as Ezra. Oh my gosh. Really? Gosh. Oh. Uh, Top tier casting. Phenomenal. This guy nailed it. I think I think I myself feel like he sounds like Ezra. He sounds like an older Ezra to me. He he watched every episode. Myself and I, and I know my wife and I would not be surprised other people were a little concerned about his performance simply based off the hologram in the first episode. Yeah. It was very awkward, very weird. Tense. And that could not have been farther from his final performance. He oh just gosh. shows up and is Ezra. Yeah. It's really he's incredible. He's Ezra. That stop to <laughs> very much the same way very much the same way that car is annoying me outside no um and very much in the same way ryan gosling stole barbie (laughs) amon (laughs) stole this show at least for the second half i think it's really i mean ezra has a good day every day sabine only has a good day when ezra looks at her uh just kidding we love sabine star wars fans are gonna mostly remember this show for the anakin stuff i think um which is a bummer, I think. But that that is the peak of the show. As much as I really love this, the good parts of this show, that episode five, mm-hmm. Anakin, and, and Anakin and Ahsoka in the world between worlds, not just because the fan service, way beyond the fan service, the visual storytelling, the character progression, the it was pure emotion. It wasn't even plot driven. Mm-hmm. That episode, you could lift that episode out of the show and the show would... Mi- so make as much sense mm-hmm. it was purely a, like that's the one episode of ahsoka that is purely about ahsoka she gets to move on we get to close up the loose threads from clone wars and and rebels as far as her character is concerned anakin's character gets his little final epilogue i do it's one of the most dangerous things in storytelling is once you've had your final conclusion for a character to try to give them an epilogue mm-hmm. later it has gone. There's so many examples you could go down the list of when they don't work, mm-hmm. but this is an example where it really did work to give Anakin a because ultimately people wanted that in the sequel trilogy, and I don't think they were wrong for not including a lot of Force ghosts in the sequel trilogy. But it is nice to have at some point gotten in a canonical mainline live action Hayden Christensen mm-hmm. conclusion 
for Anakin. I think in some of the Duel of the Fates drafts, he was supposed to come Wouldn't back. Wouldn't be surprised. But, but so, yeah, like, I... Duel, FYI, Duel of Fates is the original title for episode nine. Colin Trevorrow's. I actually really would have loved to have seen that. Anyways. Um, Look it up. Mr. Sunday movies on YouTube. They, he did an animated version where he, like... Oh, he, shoot. He, I didn't like, know that summarizes the script in a comedic way and then they animated it and it's very funny but also a really good illustration of what that movie would have looked like yeah. too but just just the entire it grew on me i love all of these actors i mean ray stevenson it's actually like i actually i can't really describe how actually sad i am that we will not get to see Ray Stevenson again as Balin. Yeah, that's definitely that something, like, something to talk about. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, it's just... Yeah, so passed I mean, away in real life. His character has a massive, literal cliffhanger yeah. at the end of this. Everyone's been talking about that online. Mm-hmm. He's at the edge of a cliff, and he's not going to get to conclude that. That's very no. sad. And um, I think I saw a comment. It's like, it's just... Some people have been talking about it. Like, Ray will, Ray will is never going to see how much people love his character yeah really and, and this isn't isn't just a thing of uh oh it's, it's because he passed away no he's such a, a good job character. and ivana sakno um as shin hati very good conflicted performance yeah and it it felt like their characters were really going places and the season just ends and cuts them out of the season finale <laughs> almost entirely yeah so this to me ultimately i'm almost judging this as like as i did dune one uh, the most recent Dune that was, Dune mm-hmm. Chapter 1, I think, or Dune Part 1. This feels like the first half of a story. This is very much, all right, this is the first beginning of this narrative, but it's clearly not over. There's a lot more to come. As far as, if you consider that, if you consider this like the first half of a story, mm-hmm. very solid first half. Um, I really want to, I, I, th- and I, I think very much, I would very much encourage, and not that I, anyone's ever going to care about this, but... Disney slash Lucasfilm really needs need to recast Balin and not try to write him out of the show. Yeah, I think it would be a massive discredit to everything they did in with his character. Be disrespectful to Ray Stevenson. I think to just like try to like write him out or do like do something weird with Obviously, him. Obviously, they had something huge planned for him. Yeah, just recast him. Get another actor. There's lots of big dudes in Hollywood who big can do dude. this. Don't get the Rock. No, no, <laughs> not he's any a, big he, dude. He's a big dude, but uh, it would. It would just be a bummer to not get a proper conclusion for this character. Mm-hmm. And Ray Stevenson put a lot of work into this character, I think, and really made yeah. a character that was instantly iconic, I think. I think he is instantly going to be a character Can't a lot of people Can't wait to pre-order love. those figures. A lot of dads and their daughters are going to be uh, oh, ro- uh, stop. cosplaying That's as so Balin cute. and Shin, I think. Um, <laughs> or uh, 50-year-old men and their 25-year-old girlfriends. But uh! we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Uh, There's any... truly a cosplay for any, everyone in this series. <laughs> um, uh, Lars any... Mikkelsen. <laughs> yeah, he can play himself. No, I meant Lars Mikkelsen as Thrawn. Oh, is a good it, cosplay. Yes. Why did you say no, the actor's Lars, name? Lars Mikkelsen as Thrawn was great. Oh, you? I thought you were talking about people someone could po- cosplay no. as. <laughs> Lars, you want to cosplay as your character? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he was that's great. what Matt. That's what Mads is going to cosplay for this year. He was great. Um, uh, Jason was tolerable, which I. I'm actually surprised also by a child. So. Yes, but like I thought, potentially that character was going to be dreadful. Mm. David Tennant was killer, man. He, I mean, I had not seen any episode of him in Clone Wars, so I did not know. Mm-hmm. But like, it's David Tennant. You know, he's going to do a good job. But yeah, definitely, 
it's it's hard to pick a standout because the main crew was just so good and it didn't look like it was going to be that way from episode one, but it did end up that way. Well, I'm happy with the even, show. Even see, is it? I think it's uh, Zima, who played uh, Senator Ziono. Yeah, hated Gosh, him. Hated hate, him. Hate that character. That you're, you know, you. It takes talent, you know, to play a character in only such a few scenes uh-huh. in the first introduction everyone go oh my gosh yeah. i hate you characters we need to see more of captain enoch barely any screen time the guy with the golden helmet yeah. can't wait for him to get a scene he though oh man he's a book he's a boba fett isn't he or a captain phasma a oh. really cool character who <laughs> now he's, now he's still alive you might get a scene oh no but as of right now he's just a cool character who doesn't really do much with a mask yeah but I would think with the actor they hired, but then again, Gwendolyn Christie, who played uh, Captain Phasma, Captain Phasma, big star Captain out of Phasma. Game of Thrones, didn't end up doing anything. So no, she's done like I think no, smaller projects in Star Wars oh. as Captain Phasma. Did not end up doing much. Gosh, I remember. I do remember that was my one qualm with the Last Jedi. We're like an hour and a half in. I lean over to my roommate, my best friend. Where's Phasma? Yeah, that was a bummer for sure. <laughs> like ten minutes before she showed up, and <laughs> well, thank you for walking through this whole show with us. Is we've completed another show. This is our third Star oh Wars show. Oh my gosh! This so far this year, three Star Wars shows. The entirety of the live action, actually every. No, we didn't do Bumblebee, so we did almost every Transformers yeah, film, other than Bumblebee. Um, so, uh, quite a few cartoons. All oh, actually four shows if you include yeah. Visions. Yeah. Uh, so we've gotten through a lot so far this year. Um, I think uh, if everything had gone, if it had been a normal year, which when do those happen anymore? Don't get those anymore. Not not the 2020s. We're in a no normal timeline. years. Every we're in a different timeline post 2020. Um, if we had had a normal year as far as Hollywood's concerned, supposedly we would have gotten Star Wars Skeleton Crew. Yeah. In November or December, does not look like it's going to happen. So we're not really sure what the rest of the year looks like, unfortunately. Um, but next week, we are going to talk about Star Wars, the Clone Wars animated film, which mm. was the kickoff of the animated, the second animated show. That, that So that's pretty much, we're going to go back. We're going to go back to where it this all started. all started for Ahsoka. It's going to be a cringe fest. Scary. It's going to be bad. Like, Dave Filoni doesn't like the movie. The fans don't like the movie. Dave doesn't like it. Oh, I'm pretty man. sure because he's because it's not a, it's not meant to be a movie. I, I think I remember seeing something about him not. At least he expressed a strong dislike for the fact that, that they were forced to make it into a movie mm. when it was just meant to be the first three episodes of the show. But we'll see if there's some uh, some gold to mine there. It will be interesting to go at where we are now with Ahsoka to go back and see where she started. Um, you've never seen it i've so i've seen the first five minutes oh yeah because i so here's the thing i watched all of clone wars show and the whole time thinking there are definitely some arcs that i'm missing is there some (laughs) lost episodes found out it was a movie when i finished season seven the last episode (laughs) of season seven went oh i have some time i have some projects to work on and immediately went to the (laughs) movie and i went I can't handle watching this it's just bad. from the, just from, it, I, str- I I struggled with it with Rebels a little bit too, because mm. I got so used to the Clone Wars style and then started with Rebels, I was like, I don't know how I feel. And so going from, uh, and also on the Tales of Bad Batch, going from the ending of where 
Lucasfilm Animation was in season mm-hmm. seven. Which I mean, I don't, I don't really. I, well, Clone Wars Styles is okay. It's not my favorite. Yeah. But like going from that to the first yeah, one if was you like, go, like season seven is like funded by Disney. The last thing they really put a lot of effort into it. They really know what they're doing with their animation. They've been doing it for a while. You go back to the beginning when it was like CGI on television in 2008. Not a thing. Very rare. Well, okay. Okay. You had. That's not true. You'd had like Jimmy Neutron and shows like that for quite a while. Top tier show, by the way. Uh, yeah. And anyways, um, I haven't seen it since 2008 when I saw it in theaters. I remember being coming out of it thinking it was okay. And then I, we'll talk about it next week. Um, <laughs> we've already gone way over on time. I think for today, cause we still have to do me minute, minute, but it's longer than a minute. But, um, a, is it long enough? Oh, my cell phone flashlight has been on for who knows how long. It's a purple bus stop away. Me minute. <laughs> That's both <laughs> quite a while. Uh, do you have any videos to show I, this week? I do. I actually have two videos. And for I'm actually being uh, like you this time and pulling something up on Instagram, the app for old people. Okay. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm okay. kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. Guy. What are you saying to me, guy? Okay, hold on. Hold on. Oh, I almost shared this one. It's Home Alone. Now it's Anakin. <laughs> so it's a scene where the scary man next door is standing outside, but instead of the scary man, it's Anakin. <laughs> and it's this when he killed the little boys, uh, little kids in the Jedi Temple. Okay, I got I got another one. Good good edit on that one. Uh, leaving Willy Wonka's factory with no chocolate and a dead child. With no chocolate and a dead child. <laughs> no it's, <laughs> what an edit. So it's Anakin carrying his dead mother, but it's edited to be outside the Willy Wonka fence. <laughs> that's a that's a really good it's edit. It's so funny. Very dark. Oh, uh, that's all the videos I got. Okay. So everyone knows the long running joke of Palpatine saying ironic from episode three. Ironic. And then like you have the very famous uh game grumps video where they keep doing different puns of song well i found a very Ironic. long meme oh of my other gosh. other uh words that rhyme with ironic so and it has an image and it has palpatine saying the word so you've got why wings bombing a tie fi- uh, star destroyer and he says ionic which is the kind of bombs and then you've got um the the uh cantina band and it says symphonic <laughs> obi-wan saying I love you, Anakin. Platonic. Uh, Obi-Wan amongst all the uh, the growing clones on Kamino. Embryonic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, Anakin's uh, uh, metal hand. Bionic. <laughs> uh, the, the singing frog woman from episode six. Size noodles! Yes. Harmonic. <laughs> Uh, Jar Jar getting his head stuck in the the beam between the uh, the uh, ra- oh my pod racer pods moronic. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Han Solo stuck in carbonite cryonic. <laughs> you have Qui Gon Jin and Jin Urso antonic. 
Jin and uh-huh, uh-huh. Now that that one's funny to me. I never thought about the fact they both have the same first name. Not spelled the same, uh-huh. but they both have the same Jin. Um, you have just an Empire logo, iconic. <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, Kiandi Mundi as a hologram when he like hologrammed into the Jedi Council telephonic, oh and that's it. Oh man, a lot of effort went into that one. <laughs> So this says, oh my gosh, leaked photos from the Ahsoka finale. <laughs> oh no! But no, wait, wait, wait. No, wait, it gets better. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Oh gosh, it could, it could, it could be worse, John. It could always be worse. It could be worse. So someone has photoshopped. Um two images one of uh <laughs> thrawn's chimera star destroyer in the skies above tatooine and the next one is thrawn standing with Pelly, the uh mechanic from, Man- uh-huh. from mandalorian season <laughs> could have been a real that oh, man. yeah so here we have uh, from the end of Ahsoka Part oh, Five. So Ahsoka is throwing. Uh, she steals Anakin's lightsaber from him and then like just throws it off the bridge. And then you have Anakin with his famous, semi-famous quote from Episode Two when he got his lightsaber destroyed. Not again. Everyone's gonna kill me. Oh. People have been putting this quote pretty much anytime something happens to. Uh, the the Anakin's lightsaber gets destroyed in Episode Eight. It gets buried in Episode Nine. Oh no! So um, another good Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> so someone Very good. someone has photoshopped the end scene from Force Awakens where Ray is holding out the lightsaber, but she's um, they photoshopped it as Sabine over Ray, and the next scene where uh, Luke throws his lightsaber over his shoulder has been. They photoshopped Ezra's face on Luke's. So, I also hear my next meme is Ezra's face photoshopped on someone. So it's a little comic. It's a dinosaur talking to a little turtle, and they're looking over some beautiful land. And the turtle, uh, the dinosaur, has Kanan's face, and it says, "Promise me you'll look after this world when I'm gone." And then little Ezra turtle is a stormtrooper dumping some waste, and he says, "Please." And then there's a a blue man with a ch- chainsaw, presumably e- uh, Thrawn, and a storm. And little Ezra Turtle says, "Please." And then he returns back to the same land, but it's all destroyed. And it said, "I promised." That's awful. <laughs> Did you make that one? <laughs> Why would I tell you if I made it or not? <laughs> That's awful. Um, some of my favorite memes last week uh, were, or one of my favorite things from the episode. Um, live reaction. <laughs> so, it's the scene where uh, Thrawn looks at Morgan Elsbeth and says, "Her master was Anakin Skywalker." <laughs> he's like, looks up from his data pad. And he's like, "Uh, <laughs> you know, we don't really see Thrawn get fearful a whole lot, but that man looked a little unnerved." And it's captioned with live blank reaction but with just a smaller (laughs) more condensed version of shocked thrawn over it so ah good this is a a scene from the simpsons there's a man looking out over the town and he's labeled thrawn and he says you're out there somewhere ezra bridger 
and I'll find you. Then there's a shot of the city. No, you won't. <laughs> Thrawn. Yes, I will. No, you won't. <laughs> that... Wait, I need to see it. You need to show it to me. <laughs> this seems so much like an interaction they would have. Won't. <laughs> Um, and I took that personally. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Chopper with his arms on his head is so infinitely funny. He's holding, so he's holding the cigarette too. Oh, that's good. So that's he's been put over I'm Michael a, Jordan. I'm Michael Jordan, famous cigarette. meme of Michael. Uh, well, I think it's a cigar, but oh yeah, cigar, thing. cigar. My bad. Famous meme of Michael Jordan from a documentary saying, and I took, I that, took personally, that personally. But it's <laughs> Chopper holding a cigar. Oh, Very funny. Sorry. So famous meme from Thor Ragnarok. Uh, the villain from Thor Ragnarok, Hela, but she, instead her face is uh, Balin. You can't destroy me. <laughs> yeah, saying saying to Ahsoka, you can't defeat me. And Ahsoka says, I know, but he can. And it's her ship <laughs> flying through the explosion. Because in the last week's episode, Huyong just carpet bombs him. Uh, Ezra on Pridia for 11 years. Oh no! The gang's all here. Oh, that's the so good. He's like, I the love gang's that. all here, and he's got his hands is this smiley face that's really on his funny. finger. Uh, this is this is a scene from the end of the Last Jedi when so when Rose tried to kamikaze save uh, uh, Finn, and she says, uh, "That's how we're gonna win." Not fighting what we hate, but saving what we love. And it's at that exact moment in the sh- movie Shmovie. where behind him, the like the big like <laughs> laser just... <laughs> and it just says, sound of those we love literally exploding. <laughs> no. Um, no words. Pure visual. Um, <laughs> oh, finale, my. Like. One of my favorite... <laughs> God, this meme always gets me. I love that. The scene from was it Fast and Furious Seven? Yes. Um, when Vin Diesel yeah, is okay. driving so, away from Paul Walker. Yeah. So famously, Paul Walker actually died with the production of that movie. Famously. And the final scene of that movie is the characters departing, but the implicate you know the 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 meta text is that this actor actually died, and this is like a digital recreation <laughs> of him. And so it's a famous meme format of the first frame is Vin Diesel just looking into the camera from his car, and the reverse shot is supposed to be Paul Walker beautifully recreated in CGI as a memorial to this real man, and instead people constantly edit someone else into the car. <laughs> and it's Ahsoka and Hu Yang this time. It's so good. Uh, so this meme was actually referenced earlier. It's the image of very blurry live-action Ezra being thrown into a ship, and it just so says "Ezra Bridger is back, baby!" and a bunch <laughs> of hand clapping emojis. So good. That's our boy Cameron. Look, I'm just saying, if I ever have a son, it's gonna. It's, you know how convinced I'm gonna be. It's a good, good, strong name. But I don't know. I might. What else I you might. Got? Um, a Thrawn waiting to be rescued from exile. <laughs> yeah nice good at it and i like it um i don't know who it's supposed to be i it's think from, it's, it's like El- uh pablo escobar, yeah, pablo escobar where he's like standing in various <laughs> not places. the real one the actor, not the, the actor <laughs> um standing in various places just <laughs> no, sorry, not, not an actor named pablo escobar an actor, actor playing, playing infamous where he's like figure. sitting on the yeah. swing he's standing in the room and he's standing in the empty pool and it's just thrown edited over that <laughs> i have i have a lot i'm sorry i have um, so this, um, has a... Oh my gosh, I have ten more. 
Um, it's it's an image from episode seven, right before that planet gets destroyed by the Star Killer base and has all the people reacting to the laser. And it says, "All I'm saying is, I hope Senator Ziono went into work that day." <laughs> no. How many do you have left? Two. Okay, I'm gonna save some. I'm actually gonna be nice. <laughs> But I actually need to like, um, hold on. I'm actually, I, I don't want to like lose them for next week. So I gotta, okay. I'll just show you the last two that I have. Um, I'm here on behalf of the VFX, VFX budget. <laughs> and it's C3PO from last week's episode. It's because they didn't do, um, CGI oh, trying to do Leia. CGI Leia. I see. I see. Very good. <laughs> Her master was General Anakin Skywalker. Yes, Thrawn. <laughs> <laughs> so very popular just general meme this week has been uh, people memeing uh, so Thrawn reacting to learning that Ahsoka is Anakin's pad one. And in this particular instance, it's... <laughs> uh, shoot. Uh I cannot think of his name. It's horrible. It's Cillian Murphy. Oppenheimer. Uh, it's Oppenheimer and that, that meme of him having very bug-eyed reaction, but he's all blue. Good stuff. <laughs> um, that's all I got. So you got um, the scene from last week's part episode of Ahsoka where all the stormtroopers re- retreat and Shin is just left there and Ahsoka in the episode reaches out her hand and says, you can come with us. But in this, it just says, and Shin just runs off, and Ahsoka's like, it'll work next time. It'll work next time. So good. And final episode, you've got an image of young Obi-Wan, Luke, younger Ezra, and younger Kanan, and it's, oh, this guy from Adult Swim, Eric Andre, and it says, what if he had a beard? And it's all four of those characters you're older with beard. And he's like, what yeah! if he had a beard? Yeah! <laughs> well, and those are the memes of the week. Well, at least I have all of the memes ready for next week. Because I have like eight more. <laughs> the, um, meme, the meme crop was bountiful this week. And... If you don't know or don't remember, every week we each make one meme. So one of those memes we each shared, we personally made. And now we are going to guess which meme the other one made. Did you send me yours yet? No! <laughs> I'm trying. I, I have to I have to cut down, Cameron. Well, while you're doing that, I'll, I'll, do, I'll close up the show. As always, thank you to Caleb Jacoby for our Wait, intro. Wait, I thought, we, don't we guess? Yeah, we're gonna guess, but if to kill, I'm filling the space of you staring at your phone like a millennial, like the like the zoomer you are. I'll I'll stop this podcast right now, Cameron. <laughs> I will not be insulted like that in my own home. I'll say it again because we love thanking him as always. Thank you to Caleb Jacoby for our intro and outro music. Props to Rachel for our artwork and also our Twitter account. Our, our Zitter account or X account, yeah, whatever you yeah, want to call it. I, was I run forced, the account, so we're not doing that. I was that. forced to update the app this week because it wouldn't... I still had the Twitter app and it would not let me do anything. The worst. So I had to download. I had to update to the X app. Uh, yeah, you can follow us at Rebels Robots Pod. Um, I could not find it by searching Rebels and Robots. I had to like very oh. specifically search our handle. Uh, 
All right, there we go. We got the memes. We got the memes. It's like Arby's. We got the memes. Meats. <laughs> Let's see. Live Thrawn reaction seems very you. I took that personally. It's very funny. Ezra on Peridia. We both like to make SpongeBob jokes. Um, Thrawn waiting around. What if he I'm here on behalf beard? of the visual effects budget. Gosh, there's a couple that could be you. Um, I'm gonna guess C3PO. I'm here on behalf of the no. visual effects budget. No, is it SpongeBob one? It is. Ah, dang it! I almost. Mm, I was like 50-50. Dang, another loss. <coughs> is Gosh. this loss? No. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Stop it. Oh man, there's so many. Meme game, but it's longer than a game. But is it longer than a game? Minute. Did you make this one? Thrawn the yelling on uh, the Simpsons. Uh, no, I did not make that oh, one. Oh, okay. You guessed it correctly during oh, the game. Really? It was this. Yeah. It was the comic. I do comics a lot because I really love inserting characters in the comics. And I thought I would give myself away, but it was too funny. So I really what, wanted to bum so you what out. So threw me is the blue guy. Was that? Was it already added, blue? No, he was not originally blue. <gasps> I you made edited him. someone's original creation. <laughs> yeah, I also added plagiarism. Faces plagiarism, on plagiarism, I didn't plagiarism, the, the name of plagiarism. the author is still on there. I did not claim I made the comic. Mm, plagiarism. I just really wanted to bum you out. As soon as I saw that comment, Dude, I was like, I, I can you. really bum. I can't stand you. I'm trying to find my... Uh... Hey, we both lost. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, that's something. I was so close. Um, I'm trying to find my... Oh, here it is. My Excel sheet. I got to update the Excel sheet. Oh, wow. You're old. What? Old? Let me update the old Excel sheet. And okay, there it is. Updated. Um Good Times, good times. You can see all these memes on our Twitter account as well as our Facebook account. What's the score? It's uh, uh it is currently seven six nine five. Um I don't I would think nine and six. Well no, okay. It should total up to 13. So, yes. So, 9 and 5. Yes. No. 9 and 4? I already have 9 and 4 as mine. Did I accidentally... Oh, you... So, you had 9... Let me let me check out my document. It should total Oh, up... shoot. I messed up my score again, I think. <laughs> Wait, no. Rachel, keep numbers correctly. Challenge <laughs> impossible. Stop. I accidentally <laughs> gave myself a point... No, I won last week. You did. You should be nine and four. Okay. Are you seven and five? And I'm seven and... Why are we both so bad at math? We both won last week. Seven plus... No, I lost last week. I'm so, pretty sure. So I thought seven, I did. Seven plus five is 12. No, I did win last week. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, seven. I'm seven and six. Which is 12. But... Seven and six totaled up to 13. Needs yes, to total but, up to 13. Oh, okay, 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 but I have it as 7 and 5 last week, which is 12. But I have 9 and 4. So you were 9 and 3 last week. Yes, you were 9 and 3 last week. You you got the your score mixed up. Like, for a few weeks, you were, like, adding to, like, both columns. So I should have nine and four. Yes, after this week's win loss, you are at nine and four. 
Is this lost? <laughs> well, I have an apo- I guess I have a public Twitter apology to make that I don't know how to do math. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think anyone's gonna be devastated. Um, okay. Uh, closing out this week. What else? Uh, oh, we have to thank our lovely editor, who's not even been in the room tonight. She hasn't been. She's been asleep all night. <laughs> I don't. Thankfully, we didn't have any swears. She has to edit out. Oh, also, we can we reminded that Caleb was zero and two. Wait. Oh, he is zero and two. Imagine, or is he zero uh, and thirteen? No, he hasn't had any more losses. <laughs> he just was on one week where he guessed lost. both memes incorrectly, so he's zero and two. Um. Give us something to read on the pod. Leave a review, tweet, or DM us but memes not on or Amazon. opinions, <laughs> but not on Amazon. A, don't leave us a review on Amazon. We will never see it. This is Cameron and Rachel signing off saying, seriously, who is feeding Sabine's cat, Murley? He's hungry. Go feed him. Hungry. Someone. <laughs> Someone Callus, feed it's your him. job. You're not going to be on screen. At least feed the cat, Callus. That's that's where Zeb and Kalsman, they've been alternating cat sitting. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everyone.